It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to The Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Alrighty, well, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, how are you? Welcome to the show, The Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network. Today... We had a couple of things planned for today, but the uh, the guest segment that I uh, that we did we recorded the other day went uh, twice as long as I thought. So uh, that's going to be the end of the show. We have a song from our friends, a new song I should say, from our friends midfield. We'll be playing that, and uh, we will also be getting into this week's question: What is your first activity on the list for? Uh, for your post-quarantine days. Did I say that right? I don't know. Um, but that's it. Yeah, there were a couple other things that I was going to try to bring up, but um, then I decided let's scrap that because, well, uh, Danny Schmitz and I talked for almost an hour about the first two episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary. So uh, that is coming. So if you don't like that, if you don't like sports or basketball or Michael Jordan or uh, documentaries or, I don't know, uh, me and Danny Schmitz, then uh, that part <laughs> that part is not for you. Uh, but of course, I thank him for coming and uh, and to Midfield for letting me play their song. How about that? That's weird. Why did I say that? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Um, I know I usually do this at the end of the show, but uh, some of you may leave before that. So I want to let you know what's going on. Because if you don't like sports, then you're going to leave, right? You're just going to stop and whatever. Um, so I want to let you know what's going on with the network, uh, around the network this week, I should say. The Spotlight, Ben dropped two episodes this week. The first one was, where is it? There it is. Uh, D.B. Sweeney, and the second one he did was with good friend of the network, Brian C. Roll. I have some Brian C. Roll art pieces hanging up in my studio. So uh, listen to those two. I think the Brian C. Roll one dropped on Friday, and D.B. Sweeney was Monday or Tuesday, I think. Um, so those two are up there now. The Spotlight on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check it out. And uh, yeah, check him out also. There you go. That's a weird... All right, get off that. There <laughs> there we go. Panels of the Pixels, I believe they are still on the Netflix series The Witcher, so get on that train as well. We have not started that one yet, but we're going to get there. Don't worry. Maybe. I don't know. We're still doing the grassy, so who knows? Let's see. Did Paul drop a new one this week? I don't think he did. What Lurks Beyond Podcast here, but check him out anyway. Get yourself caught up on everything he's got going on. And, of course, CTFT Nerdcast, uh, they rambled and ranted and raved on uh, San Diego Comic-Con. What's going on with them? Uh, Sam Raimi joining the Marvel Universe, J.J. Abrams producing Justice League Dark, and uh, and some other stuff as well. So go check them out as they continue. Yeah, I'm doing it again to roll right along. Yeah. Oh, Pat, I know. I know. I should probably get them on the show. That'd be fun, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it would not be fun. Maybe we'd be really awkward together, and uh, that could actually be a lot of fun. So 
yeah, that's what's going on around the network. So just in case you leave, you don't have to worry about missing anything about what is going on around here. All right? All right, so there you go. Uh, okay, so I mentioned last week I was getting a new PC. It was getting all set up. It was all delivered. And uh, thank you so much to Josh for, number one, putting this together, sending this to me, and uh, walking me through, well, I guess that's number one, two, and three there, uh, walking me through the setup. It was a pain in the ass, and I took probably longer than he would have liked because he had some stuff he had to do. Um, but Josh, thank you very much. Uh, it's great. I love it. And uh, I, I installed a couple of games on here because my, my old laptop was uh, not the best. The graphics card was not the best, and a couple of them run a little better than before. So uh, excited about that, excited about... Uh, just having stuff, being able to have like an updated machine, and again, uh, being able to work from home. So that is pretty exciting, and um, and I like it. Yeah, although I'm working in here now, and I'm thinking I may want to uh, shift the studio around, right? So right now, I am on, uh, I'm sitting facing the long side of the room, and I maybe I want to twist it around so I face the short side. I don't know, I'll have to do some measuring and some real uh, thinking hard about this. Maybe get a, a second set of eyes down here to take a look at it. But I don't know. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Or maybe I won't. I have no idea. So this will be kind of a bigger episode because uh, Danny and I kind of went off on a couple of tangents talking about the the bowled up bowls and, and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, but only three real uh, things happening today. The first of which is our question. And we, um, well... I had a couple things in mind, but I figured let's throw this out there. Unfortunately, I mentioned last week, some states are starting to open up. Uh, I think it's a little too early. And, and you know, listening to the medical professionals, uh, when they say it's early, then you know, right? Uh, the uh, the post going around is, uh, hey, nurses don't take their kids to the doctor unless they could see the bone. So if they're telling you it's serious, you should listen. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're um, near ready, I guess to be opening back up, but, uh, you know, everybody's kind of bummed out and things are being canceled and they have been canceled and all this stuff. So I wanted to try to bring some positivity out and maybe get you thinking about, um, the future, however near or distant that may be when we're able to go do stuff. So, uh, when we're able to go out and do things again, what is the first item on your agenda? What are you going to go do first once this is all over? Uh, we got a bunch of answers here. Uh, you know, I'll throw mine first. Mine obviously is I'm going back to Taco Bell. And again, it's not so much the Taco Bell breakfast is the uh, the prize, although it is delicious. The breakfast crunch wrap, bacon, egg, and cheese, and hash browns wrapped up in a tortilla. It's so delicious. Um, but really, it's that I get to earn it, right? I get to, you know, it's about a 1.3, 1.6, I think I figured out, actually, uh, you know, each way. So I get a nice trot, a nice, as uh, Brian Amato wanted me, to, uh, wanted me to call it, the Taco Bell trot. Uh, I loved it. Uh, well, I still do. I, like. I would still enjoy it, obviously. And not like I'm never going to go again, but um, it's good to get out. Especially, I feel like now I would, I could really use it just to be able to uh, to wander out somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's the first thing I'm doing, and then probably um, I don't know the closest baseball game. I guess is what I'll do. Or if uh, if a friend of the show is playing a concert, I will go to that. Even though uh, Pat, you don't like concerts that much. Yeah, you're right, but. If I can go and support a band that I've had on the show or that I've uh, at least played on the show, I, I would like to do that if I can. So there you go. So uh, definitely Taco Bell, that's first. And then, you know, we'll try to get to baseball. All right, so that's me. Uh, let's see. Bridget says, go to the beach. And the funny part about that is uh, Bridget lives in Florida, and their beaches didn't close till like two days ago. So 
<laughs> so there you go. Uh, Elvac says, I'll probably go back up north to visit my parents and see how they're doing. And that's a, that's a theme that's coming up here in these answers. And that's nice. You know, not everybody's being selfish like me. Um, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they want to go visit family. And I, I would, uh, you know, take mom to Red Lobster. I think we could all do that, right? Maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends on what is lifted when. That's really the question. Uh, anybody thriller? Oh, everybody's coming up Thrill House or something. Uh, I'll take my happy ass back to work. There you go. Um, if you're in an industry that is, uh, for lack of a better term, been ravaged by this, then, uh, yeah, you'll go back to your serving, your comedy doing, your uh, whatever it is that you have going on. Um, I don't know why those are the two that I, that popped into my head first. But, yeah, if, you're, uh, if your job's been shuttered because of this, you would want to get back to it and make a lot of money and, uh, and be able to get back to a little bit of normal. Right? Right? Of course. Uh, Clockshot says, catch a movie. At a movie theater. I feel like that's going to be what a lot of people are going to do. Like, as soon as we're able to go out and do a thing, because you know that some of these movies have been delayed, obviously, due to this. And uh, so the studios are ready, I would think, to release these. Uh, okay, I don't, I'm going to be real. I don't understand how it works to release a movie to a theater. I don't understand the, uh, the process that goes into it. But um, I'm going to make a pretty big assumption and say they're ready to do this. The studios are ready to release this at the drop of a hat. So as soon as we get the green light, the green flag waving or whatever you, uh, as soon as the bell, the opening bell rings or whatever metaphor or compare, whatever you want to use, um, you know, we're going to find, we're going to have a big movie weekend. Whenever that comes out, you know, whenever that happens, I think we're going to get a nice big movie come out. And so a lot of people are going to flock out to see that and just, again, get back to a thing that they enjoy doing. So, I like that one, although I, I have been reading. Well, I try not to read too much because then I get kind of bummed out. Uh, but AMC is in trouble here. They may go uh, go out of business because of this. I think that's, what, uh, that's what's been going on. That's uh, the scuttlebutt, as it were. And that's disappointing because, uh, well, the AMC theater is closer to us than the United Artists. So, And it's better. I don't know. I don't know how it's better. I can't just explain it to you, but I prefer AMC. Maybe it's because it's closer and I prefer going to those locations, to those places. I don't know. I don't know. But there you go. Lockjaw says, I mean, other than the obvious, go back to work in the office. Yeah, if you want to get back to, uh, you know, some people don't like working from home. I love it. I've been doing it for two weeks. I absolutely love it. I wish I could do this all the time. It is fantastic. But, you know, everybody's not me. So there you go. Uh, he said, it depends what time of year it is. If it's still nice outside, I did have plans this summer to buy a bicycle and finally learn how to ride one. There you go. That's a good goal to set for yourself. Um, anytime, not just in a pandemic, I guess. Other than that, I also have the urge to eat terribly bad for you fast food like Five Guys or something. I did run into some people wearing Five Guys uniforms getting off the elevator in my apartment building last time I went out shopping, so I guess they are still open, and I could do it now, but I don't want to. So there you go. Thank you, Lockjaw, for making me read all that out loud. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Damn, Inator, I love your username. There's, uh, just every time. And I love that you answer so many questions. So I get to read it so many times. Uh, no idea. Maybe pay my local mall or the GameStop across the street from it. My respects, as I'm sure, especially after this, neither of them are long for this world. I do need the latter to hold on until the end of May, however, as... Uh, sorry, I've read that weird. As I have a pre-order of Borderlands Legendary Collection for Switch through their website. Um... 
maybe I'm wrong here, damn man. First of all, thank you. Um, but can't they deliver that to you? Or I guess it might depend on your on your pre-order. I don't know. Uh, I have a sour taste when it comes to GameStop lately, just because that whole, you know, they uh, they refuse to close. They try to name themselves an essential business. And finally, the government had to step in and shut them down and be like, no, you sell video games. You don't sell essential supplies. Because they, they tried to do it because they sold, like, tablets and headsets and stuff for people to work from home. And people were going in and, like, picking up, you know, video games. And that's not... You know, it's good to have when you're locked down. You'd like to have some things to play that you don't have already, so that'd be nice. But not essential, not life-sustaining. Um, so yeah, I got a sour taste in my mouth, and it's disappointing that uh, that they had that it had to come to that. But anyway, that's on. That's me. That's my little soapbox thing for you. Um, but you do you, my man. You do, don't let me stop you. I'm not going to go there and stop you wherever you live. Uh, <laughs> Splaya says truthfully, when restrictions are eased. In the coming weeks, Michigan is one of the few states not allowed to golf. Oh, bummer. Uh, so I will go golfing first, but outside of that, I will go to local coffee shops to support them and work on schoolwork there. I plan on focusing a lot of my shopping to small businesses if they exist after this. Yeah, that's uh, it's a real possibility, unfortunately. Uh, so I can help them versus going to eat at chain restaurants and such. Yeah, Jill and I decided that uh, we were walking to, I think I told this story the other day, we're walking to the bank. And um, we were passing all these small business places that were, you know, like food places. So they were still kind of open. So uh, we decided when this is all over, we're going to uh, bless them. That's a, That seems sanctimonious. We're going to go there and give them our money. <laughs> uh, Smelly Meatball says, probably go visit some relatives or maybe just go for a walk and grab a few burgers at Burger King. So somebody asked him, our man Smelly Meatball, um, isn't Burger King open? He, he said he wasn't sure. He lives within walking distance of a BK. And so I guess uh, they're not doing, they're much like my uh, local Taco Bell here. Uh, they're not doing stuff if you don't have a car or delivery, and that can get expensive. So, um, yeah, I like that, man. Go take your stroll, especially if it's uh, if it's warm when this is all over. Um, take your stroll and, uh, and reap your rewards. Reap your delicious, wonderful rewards. Thank you very much, good sir. Shawnee One Ball. Uh, keeping it simple, man. I like this dinner with grandparents, dinner with folks. I'm sorry. See grandparents. And that's it. That's all I wrote. No story. Thank you. Shawnee one ball. Someone is paying attention when I say I can't read out loud. <laughs> Damien Ray says, definitely visit my parents and more importantly, my 90 year old grandmother. That's, oh, that's nice, man. Uh, I'd also like to go visit my fiance's grandparents in Mexico. So, you know, that's another thing. I'm not sure off the top of my head where he lives, but, um, I don't know. Can I assume it's close to Mexico? Uh, but the travel is going to be a big thing, right? So a lot of people are, you know, just go see my family. They live close or whatever, the next town or something. Um, but if you have to travel to go see a relative, I wonder how soon after we're given the all clear, that's going to be okay. Like where, I guess, if we open in phases, like I think we should. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying, you know, based on the things I've been reading from the medical professionals, we should do this in stages. And so I'm wondering what opens first, like what's the priority as far as what opens before other things, right? I don't know, but uh, best of luck to everybody going out to do. Oh, damn, I missed one. Sorry, I was about to end this, but uh, I missed one. It's me, JD. It'll likely be back to f work. <sighs> he wrote side. That's why I did that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is Listen, this too shall pass. We are going to get through this. Uh, I can't tell you when. No, I don't think anybody can really tell you when. Uh, but listen to the doctors. Listen to the medical people. 
you know, unfortunately, the um, the talking heads on the news and uh, the president are saying some real dumb <laughs> right now. So you got to be careful. Um, you know, this guy suggested uh, injecting yourself with disinfectant, which I can't believe I have to say this out loud. But that's a really dumb idea. And you should absolutely not do that. All right. All right. So, yeah, I don't know why I, I just I'm not getting into it. Let me just say um, again. Check your sources. Don't just listen to the first talking head you see. Look it up. Take the time. You have the time. We have the information at our disposal. We just got to take the time to uh, to sift through the... B- all right? All right. So there you go. So best of luck, uh, everybody, going through all this. You know, if you are uh, out of work, I don't know how much I can help you, but let me know. I'll see what I can do. Or I'll see if I can put you in touch with somebody who can. Um, I am grateful to still be working. I'm grateful to be able to not have to... Uh, to travel anywhere to go to work because it was messy when I had to do it last week. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as much as I said, I live working from home. I want to get back to some kind of normalcy, right? Everybody kind of wants that, you know, but we also have to understand that the things we were doing before, we may not be able to do them exactly the way that we were, right? So, so this whole, let's get back to normal, you know, the, the definition of normal, I think has changed, right? So, I don't know. I had a I had a bigger point there, but I, I lost it. I was um, damn. I felt really good. I was on a roll for that one, and and now it's gone. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man, I was feeling good. I had something really maybe profound lined up for you, and then I just lost it. It just disappeared. So you know, good luck, Godspeed. Uh, let me know if I can help you. All right. I don't know what I'll be able to do for you, but even if you want to just come on and vent to me on this show and to everybody, I guess, or just to me. You know, we don't have to record it if you don't want. Uh, if you want to do some yelling, by all means, let's do that together. That'll be great. Uh, reach out to me everywhere at the Meltic Pat and let us do the thing together. All right? All right. We're going to make it somehow, some way. We're going to figure it out. All right? All right. So those of you who do not like sports, uh, your time to check out is in about five minutes after the song ends. And I don't know how long the song is. I forget. Um, but I'm still talking about this thing. So whatever. Uh, because Danny Schmitz and I will be talking about the first two episodes of the ESPN documentary, The Last Dance, about the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. Dub Bulls! Um, so that is very exciting for me, and I guess if you like sports. If you don't, again, uh, your time to check out is coming very soon. So, <laughs> so with that said, thanks for hanging out, um, and I'll see you next time to do whatever it is I'm going to do. For the rest of us, well, not really, um, This part's for everybody. So our friends Midfield released a new song, and it is available on all the places where you get your tunes. You can check out the band at Midfield. What is it? Midfieldband.bandcamp.com, I think it is, and uh, MidfieldBandPA on Facebook and Twitter, and I think that's their Instagram as well. So, yeah, Midfield, they're uh, they're from here, right? They're Philadelphia, aren't they? They are. Why are they not on the show? I'm not going to invite them to the house because you know, pandemic, but damn it, we should have had them on. All right. Anyway, uh, their new song is called Nothing Changes. And uh, wait, let me think about this here. Is this not safe for work? Do I have to warn you? Hold on. No, I think we're good. I don't know. Or maybe we're not. In any case, uh, <laughs> this song is called Nothing Changes from our friends Midfield here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Enjoy. It's been burned. 
And there you have it, our friends midfield here inside the Melting Pad on the Next Level Network. Nothing changes. Oh, man, that was fun. Yes! Nailed it. I felt good about that one. Thanks, dudes, for <laughs> for the tune. Check them out. Check it out where you get your tunes and enjoy all the stuff. All right? All right. Speaking of enjoying stuff, if well, if you don't, uh, this is the sports portion. So we did the legal stuff. We're good there. I'll see you next time for the rest of us. Now, now that applies. Um, I'm going to play a little something here. I don't know what it's going to be. But uh, Danny Schmitz and I will dive into the first two episodes of uh, The Last Dance, the documentary on ESPN on uh, on Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. So here's that. Here's the here's a sounder thing, and here's the stuff. It's a long one. It's a big conversation. So strap in. I don't know. Enjoy it. I had fun with it. We had a good time recording it, and uh, I'm sure the next four will be just as fun. But for now, here's episodes one and two with my good pal, Danny Schmitz. You'll regret this day, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. He's not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. We're We're not not your buddies, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. I don't know. Do we just start there? I can't start with that. Can I? Hey, man, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. No, my mom listens. I can't start with that. So let's wow. start here. Finally, uh, Danny Schmitz has returned, and by my invitation, and not his own. So this is this is exciting. <laughs> We're going to talk about probably his favorite thing, basketball, other than me, obviously. Uh, so he's here. Oh, yeah. He's hanging out. He's ready to make fun of me. Sir, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Finally working from home, and I got a new PC, and I'm all set up, and I don't know. It sounds good, I guess. That's That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Usually I just bully my way on, and uh, this time you extended the olive branch, which surprised me, but yeah, who am I to decline a uh, melting pat invitation? Yeah, I mean, finally you, uh, I swallowed my pride, I guess is what I should say, and, and just invited <laughs> invited this onto the show. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk, because we're going to talk basketball, your favorite thing, again, next to me, um, oh, yeah. but we're all in this kind of weird flux situation with the way that the country is and the world is how are you uh how are you holding up in your uh isolation lockdown quarantine whatever you want to call it uh i'm doing all right i mean on the one hand it sucks um i moved to nashville this past september and uh and then when this quarantine started to go down i uh headed home to milwaukee just to be with family because i didn't really know the extent of it, how long it was going to last. And I wanted to be, my mom is like in her sixties. So I just was like, "Ah, I should be home because something happens. I don't know. And, and I'm, I'm doing full-time music in Nashville and all of my gigs got canceled. So I'm like, well, there's no reason to really stay here for this. So, so I'm sort of hunkered down in Milwaukee and, uh, the weather here is awful. (laughs) So like going outside for walks kind of blows and I don't know. It's a little frustrating. So on the one hand, it kind of sucks. But on the other hand, it's, you know, it could be a lot worse. It's not like we're in, uh, you know, I don't know. We're not hiding from soldiers or anything. It's not that bad. Yeah, the, uh, I've got the internet. The Anne Frank comparison has been going around for a while. And people are like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm stuck in my house with my Wi-Fi and my Netflix and, and my snacks. And bah. people are like, yeah, <laughs> Anne Frank and her family hid, you know, in a in a wall 
for two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I try to like try to keep things in perspective. Like I'm fine. I've got Netflix. I've got my dog. I've got my guitar. I can still make money occasionally doing my producing and some recording and stuff, which is cool. Um, like, what do I have to complain? And I can still go to the grocery store. I mean, I just went to the grocery store today. I just wore a mask and, you know, it's not, it's not awful, but it, it sucks. It just doesn't, you know, just trying to keep things in perspective. So I, I guess I'm doing about as good as everybody else. That's how, that's how I'm doing. It's an adjustment. How have you been doing? I'm, I'm you know, I don't have the thing, so that's helpful, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I took some time off. My office had uh, had some confirmed cases, and the CDC said, Ooh. hey, when you have that, you know, take two weeks to isolate. That's exactly what I did. And my job was like, all right, see you in two weeks. I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're, yeah and now you're, you're working from home, you said. I am, yeah. We finally got set up, and I don't know why they dragged their feet. I worked for the and so I don't know why they – I mean, I do know why they dragged their feet because – I won't go into the, my conspiracy theory, it's, but um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of dragged because their, it's uh, they dragged their feet on it, and finally they set us all up. So, uh, so yeah, I'm here hunkered down in my studio for for days, and we'll see when it when it goes back to normal. I don't know. The buses are running very strangely, so that would make it difficult. So, um, hmm. yeah, I go out every once in a while to go to the grocery store, and I went to Target the other day, and it was an absolute nightmare. Um. Yeah, people don't know how to socially distance. Is that the right term way to use that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Think, they don't, they don't understand right. that. They don't have. I mean, they were wearing masks, most of them, so that's good. Um, but yeah, you would think it'd be less crowded at this point because people would have been, you know, had a better handle on the schedule of things. But they don't. They really don't. No. Now I went uh, today was fine, but I went. I think a week or two ago, I went to the grocery store. And I went in the middle of the afternoon. So I don't know, like I'm used to working from home. Uh, I have a strange schedule. I work from home during the day. And then like if I gig at night, it's, you know, bar time gigs. Uh, So I'm like, oh, if I go during the day, you know, early afternoon, one o'clock, there's like hardly ever any crowds because most people have a a nine to five job, you know. Boy, was I wrong. I went to the store (laughs) and stood in line for like, I swear it was at least 35, 40 minutes. Oh, and I didn't even have that many things. I was like, oh, my. But I suppose most people are at home, and maybe they all thought the same thing. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish people would relax a little bit with, the like, hoarding. I think it's getting better. Um, but it still seems, you know, there's still some kind of skimpy shelves at the grocery stores and certain products, and I, I don't really understand that. But I don't know. Yeah, the it's, uh, uh, group group mentality scared people are scared, and I get it. So the run on toilet paper is just really confusing, and still, it's been a month, and and it's I still, you know, I mean, I yeah. we have plenty. We bought, I bought a big massive thing of it, just a I don't know, like a forty eight pack or something. So I'm good for a while. Um, nice, but yeah, the shelves were empty again, and this was like two days ago, and I was yeah, like, I, oh, I, all right. I don't get it. Like we're not. We didn't run out. We're not running out of toilet paper. I mean, we are now because everybody's hoarding it, but it's like, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I I get people don't want to go to the store as often, so they're trying to maybe buy bulk just to avoid having to go out more than they need to, but why toilet paper? I don't know. I mean, that's also what like the big box stores like Sam's Club and BJ's and Costco and all that, that's what they're for. Like, You don't want to buy up all the, all the stock from a smaller place, right? Right. I would think. 
I don't know. I guess we're we're in the wrong in this. I don't know if we're if we're wrong or right about this, but uh, it's frustrating. I don't know. <laughs> it is frustrating, and I've I had a, a a talk with a friend of mine. where like, I don't want to contribute to the like this chaotic hoarding of groceries and toilet paper. I don't want to contribute to it. At the same time, you sort of feel like you have to. Because it's like, well, if there is toilet paper, you want to grab as much as you can because you don't know when there's going to be toilet paper again because everybody else is doing it. So, like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Do I just get what I need and then I screw myself later? Or do I kind of hoard and contribute to the problem? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. We live in strange times, man. It's such a weird, like, there's nothing... There's nothing going on, so everybody's bored. And so, oh, let's go to the grocery store and do this. And, you know, the sports are are canceled. And you were supposed to be my NBA guy this year. But, you know, we didn't anticipate a move to Nashville and then a pandemic. So <laughs> it was kind of just like, oh, I guess we're not doing that then. <laughs> yeah. My lack of uh, NBA updates is only because of this pandemic and not at all because I was lazy and dropped the ball. Just want to throw that out there. All right, I'm going to refute that. Are you buying that? I'm going to refute that live (laughs) and and tell you that the pandemic was in, uh, you know, March, and the season starts in, what, September, October? So I'm not buying it. Yeah, the timeline's kind of hazy. I'm not sure. (laughs) We did get one NBA update at some point, and you were very rude about the Sixers, which I I thought was not very nice, but also uh, was not surprising. (laughs) Yeah, well, come on. I'm a, I'm a lifelong diehard Bucks fan, and uh, we finally have a good team. So, and it's all gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, there, there's nothing more Milwaukee Bucks than oh, we finally have a championship contending team and a historically good season. Mm, let's just have a global pandemic. You're no, you're not going to get your championship run. That's just like life of a Bucks fan right there. I know you're not a big hockey fan, but the Flyers were on quite a run themselves and of course yeah. like right as soon as they were you know on the streak and they were they were climbing the standings and then like oh no no that's it's over now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even if the seasons do resume which it seems less and less likely by the day like all the momentum's gone and everything's weird and who knows if anyone's going to pick up pick up where they left off or if people are going to be rusty and it's yeah i don't know ah <sighs> Yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, of course, I would we would love to see sports again, and we want to see, you know, see these teams uh, do their thing. But, you know, the priority is being healthy, and then once we can do that, then maybe we'll talk about bringing back. And I know there's a lot of money involved and all that, but just as a fan, I think it's just, um, you know, there are other things to worry about besides when are we going to get back out there? Because, you know, if you I've talked about it before, where if you do it too early and then somebody gets it and then then everybody gets it and you're back to the beginning so you kind of yeah, you gotta start all yeah, over you kind of can't uh you don't really want to take that big of a risk with something this volatile i guess exactly and I've, I've heard like rumors that like with the nba they're trying to figure out okay can we have games like in a centralized location like say las vegas and we just have you know, a couple doctors there and the, the, all the teams are there, you know, in isolation and we can just play without fans. And then they're just regularly checked, like tested for, for COVID-19. And then we can air the games and we can bring the season back that way. Like that's a possibility, but like the country's lack of ability to test people that need the testing right now, uh, 
it would just be really hard to justify the NBA saying like, oh, we're going to use some of the doctors that we need and a whole bunch of the tests that people who need it could use. And we're just going to use it for sports, like something unnecessary. Like, I don't, I don't think that would be a very good look for the NBA, first of all. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. And also, do you really like, I, I would, I want to watch sports. I want to watch basketball, but the crowd is a big part of what makes it fun. I mean, the crowd noise and the energy, like, it would be weird to watch competitive basketball in silence, basically, wouldn't it? Like, or any sport. I mean, wrestling is still happening. Uh, again, I know you're not a wrestling guy, but they've been doing shows without crowds for several weeks. And, you know, I'm enjoying it, but it's also, yeah, like the crowd is a big part of of the atmosphere of the show. And so you're seeing it. Um, and the, and wrestlers are so used to like playing to the crowd when they come out and, and you know, do some moves and all this stuff. So they're, re- they're you know, I don't want to say programmed, but it kind of seems like that. So now they you take a big part of the show away. It's like, oh, all right. this. I mean, it's good, but it's also like, wow, like this is something that's really – this is where we are. This is the weird time yeah. we're in. That's weird. I, I kind of want to watch a, a wrestling match now with no crowd just to see what the atmosphere is like, what the energy is like. Because for me, like the bat with basketball, it's like the crowd is a big deal. And with the Bucks, who've earned home court advantage, I mean, if the playoffs were to start today, they've earned home court advantage throughout the whole playoffs. Like that's erased. Like they didn't, like it's pointless that, you know, home court advantage doesn't exist anymore if you're playing to empty stadiums. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, I don't, I don't know. I want the season to come back, but I also want it to come back when it can be done right. You know? Yeah. So luckily ESPN saw this was going on and I guess they realized, Hey, nobody's watching our networks because there's nothing on. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) we're a sports network and there's zero sports, nothing happening. Because uh, they're not going to show wrestling. I mean, they're not going to. They show old stuff, yeah. but they're not going to show the current stuff. So they decided this uh, this documentary on the ninety seven ninety eight Bulls, the last dance, was supposed to come out in I think December or November or something. Um, but ESPN looked at that and said, "Well, everybody's at home for the most part, and there's nothing on, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna release this now." So they dropped the first two, and uh, that's really why Danny's here. I know we. Uh, he just bullied his way to talking about other things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can get the bucks in there. Let's talk about. Oh, the bucks. of course, of course, the freak, the Greek freak. Let's do it. Um, that's, that's I right. can't say his name, but I know he's real good. <laughs> oh yeah, Giannis Sadetokounmpo. Yeah, there's no way. Like every time I see his name, I'm like, oh man, I it probably sounds like this, and then I try to say it out loud, and it doesn't work. I'm just that's that's not it. That can't be right. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't sound like it did in my head when it comes out. Yeah. No, I don't know what happened there. Um, I'm actually a little surprised that you're enjoying this documentary so far because uh, you are not a Chicago sports fan in the slightest. Isn't that right? That's that's correct. That is you're, correct. You're not big on as doubles. A, as a <laughs> doubles. As a resident Wisconsinite, um, we're programmed to hate all things Chicago sports and vice versa. They hate us too. I don't know why. It's just the way it is. It's like... You know, we're an hour and a half away from each other. I think some of it is they've, they're like the big city and we're like the little city next to it. So we have like, you know, it's like the younger brother thing. You're trying to outdo your older brother. And I think that's what, you know, Milwaukee is like, screw Chicago. And Chicago is just sort of like, piss off, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that has something to do with it or not. But for whatever reason, we're, yeah. I, bulls, bears, hate them. Oh, man. There you go. But I 
But in the 90s, the Bucks were awful. And Chicago, obviously, was incredible. And Jordan, you can't not be a fan of Michael Jordan. I mean, that is the best player to ever play the game. So Yeah, so let me ask you. So we're the same. We're about the same age, right? How old are you? Uh, I'm 32. How old are you? I'll be 32 in June. Okay. So oh, we're, yeah, okay. All right. So we grew up in the heyday, I guess, or toward the end of it, really. Or yeah. in, no, in the middle of it, of Jordan's heyday of being like the greatest ever. And I mean, this. I'm not going to go into who's the best ever, because if you grew up when we did, it's Jordan. If you grew up a few years after us, it's Kobe. If you grew up before us, it's Larry Bird or somebody like that, right? So the great your opinion of the greatest depends when you were watching basketball. Right? I think that's fair to say. I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. So for us, it was Jordan. It was obviously Jordan was the guy. And it's interesting just to see how how fast it happened. Like he he was, oh. you know, North Carolina. He was rolling in and he, you know, he wasn't good at first. And then he became the man. And all of a sudden, it was like overnight, he's the greatest thing that we've ever seen. Yeah, it was a pretty... Uh pretty quick ascent i mean he got drafted third right uh yes and yeah and to go from like well like the teams that picked before the bulls were like well we don't really need a shooting guard so we're gonna draft for what we need like that i bet you that they're kicking themselves still for that because it's like you just draft the best player available and maybe coming into the draft i don't know maybe he wasn't touted as the best player available Hakeem Olajuwon was but I don't know like yeah his rookie I mean he won rookie of the year and he was what was he he was averaging over 20 points a game his rookie year I mean he just immediately was <laughs> incredible I mean it was yeah all right so the number one pick in that draft Hakeem the dream I mean he's the man I'm a big fan and then number well, two course. number two who cares I don't nobody knows who that is <laughs> um Sam Boyd <laughs> See, Come nobody on. will ever know that I didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care. You're the basketball expert, not me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's talk about the Brewers and see how much you know. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, I got to go all of a sudden. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I know very little about baseball. I mean, very little. I'm not a balanced sports fan at all. I'm like basketball all the way. I used to I used to know a decent amount about football and the NFL, but once I moved away from Wisconsin and I couldn't really watch Packer games as easily, I just lost interest in them. I don't know. I don't even know who the hell's in the league anymore. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't know. And baseball, pff, nothing. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, ESPN yeah, really saving us here with releasing this six months early. And it's just like, I like how they jumped back and forth with, you know, here's, of course, it was on this magical season. And they also had to go back like, okay, 84 to when he was drafted and go back to when he was a kid. And then they bring in Scottie Pippen and all this stuff. But the internet, like they started with um, kind of really taking a dump on the GM, Jerry Krause. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if like somebody has a vendetta against this guy or if he just really was a I'm not really sure, but they really sold him as being an What do you think about that? They did. They Well, you know what, though? I think they were kind of fair because my impression after watching those first two episodes was the guy, you know, he had maybe had like little man syndrome a little bit, a little bit of an ego. But at the same time, he's doing his job. 
And maybe he could have used a little bit more tact. But, like, I understand, you know, Scottie Pippen's last year considering trading him. Because it's like, well, if he leaves and we get nothing back for him, we just we just lose his value, you know? And if we're trying to keep this team going, or maybe we're trying to start rebuilding because Jordan's getting older, and if Scotty leaves and then, you know, maybe Jordan leaves or let's see what, what we can get back for him, like... You know, he and he even said, like, you know, we have to listen. We listen to calls, people, what what they're going to offer. But we also love Scottie Pippen, and we're you know happy to have him for now. And I, like, I, I mean, you know, again, he could have maybe used some more tact or um, been a little more careful about what he said to the media. But at the same time, it's like your your job is to put together the best team you can at all times. And I, you know, as a player, your job is to win. And as a GM, your job is to put together a team that can win as quickly as possible. It's less personal. And I, I, I kind of understand that side of it, the business side of it. But I don't know. I think it's just kind of a communication breakdown where I'm willing to bet Scottie Pippen could have seen his side and, and he could have seen Scottie Pippen's side a little bit more. And they probably could have more maturely figured it out. But you know, egos, egos run, run big in pro sports. So could you imagine if Jerry Krause got his way in 97 and fired Phil Jackson or a- after they won their fifth title, he fires Phil Jackson, trades Scotty Pippen and just commits to a full rebuild. But then the wrench I think that would have gone into it was because Michael Jordan came out and said, if, if Phil Jackson's not coaching, I'm out, I'm not going to be here yeah. to rebuild without him, which I think is right. I mean, it's cool to see, you know, you have a player who is, um, who's loyal to a coach. And I think that's, I mean, the guy just won, you just won five championships with the guy in seven years. So, I mean, there's a expected loyalty there, I would think, but could you imagine Kraus gets his way, Pippen's gone, Jackson's gone, say Jordan leaves. So you're left with, I don't know, BJ Armstrong, Tony Kukoc, (sighs) not to say they're bad players, but like, they're not superstars. So for sure, so you're going back to pre-Jordan while Jordan is still there, ready to compete at a high level. Uh yeah, that okay. But now to play to play devil's advocate now, that was their last championship, right? It was that yes. Year? Okay, so let's look at the 1998 NBA draft and see who who went in this draft. Oh, it wasn't a very strong draft. Well, Dirk Nowitzki, Vince Carter, uh, Mike Bibby, Jason Williams. There's some pretty big names in this draft. So let's just say, okay, this is our last year. We're going to go into rebuilding mode and trade uh, trade some of these players and get these high draft picks. Their rebuilding could have went really, really quick as well because basically after Jordan was gone, the Bulls were trash until Derrick Rose, right? I mean, they were not a good team after after that era was finished. Right, for a and, while. Then, and then Derrick Rose came along in what, 04, 03? Um, it's a good question. It's not, that sounds, I think it was later. I think I want to say it was like, Oh, six, Oh seven, but I'm not positive. You might be right. It might've been a little bit longer. Uh, 2008. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who the hell am I thinking of? All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So they were trash for damn. They were trash for like a decade. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they could have sacrificed their one championship potentially Maybe even still, they may have still won even without Scottie Pippen. Um, if they would have traded Scottie Pippen and kept Phil Jackson, maybe they still win that championship. Who knows? Michael Jordan is 
good enough to have made that happen possibly. Yeah, he's but, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, that next year, who knows what they could have gotten for Scottie Pippen or even Jordan. Maybe they trade Jordan and sacrifice their sixth championship. I mean, that rebuilding could have been – that could have been sped up. I mean, they could have been competitive in 98 right off the bat if they would have drafted, say, Vince Carter and or Dirk Nowitzki and gotten a couple other young pieces back. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not suggesting that that's what they should have done because uh, I think when you have a chance to win a championship, you always go for it. But, you know, I don't know. I can see – I can kind of see both sides. Especially in that situation where, like, Pippen's leaving – probably no matter what you've already told phil jackson this is your last year and like that was kind of a move where he's like that was stupid like pulling i don't, in I don't like, understand that. oh this is your last year i don't care if you win all 82 games i'm like really why why would you why would you say that to your head coach before the season starts like what what if phil jackson had gone out and said oh well they don't care about me so i'm just gonna phone it in and then he ends up like uh yeah. you know he gains 50 pounds he stops shaving just like yeah who cares? He's a PR nightmare. He's like a, yeah, why would you? <laughs> why would you? Yeah, I, I, I really didn't understand that. That is a stupid thing to do. I don't. Yeah, it was just yeah, like you said, Jerry Krause could have uh, could have handled things a lot better than he did. Um, but yeah, I, I like that that scenario of you know trading Jordan. Maybe they could have taken some uh, some high profile guys in the '98 draft, so they weren't exactly. You know, maybe wouldn't have been like the uh, the early '80s Bulls nobody cared about, but they ended up being trash anyway. So, doesn't matter that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like how they you know they jumped around with this this Bulls team. They did that exhibition in Paris, and uh, I loved seeing the '90s fashion when they were in Paris. And I'm like, man, this. Oh yeah. Can we get some of this back today? <laughs> those those baggy suits that they were wearing. Oh man, the sweaters, the no suits, the berets. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Styling. Oh, they were crushing it. Um, yeah, and even that, like, that was kind of crazy to see because I don't know how big uh, the NBA is in Europe, but apparently at that time, you know, Jordan was – I mean, and I know it's it's TV, so they, they may have set something up this way, like, oh, Jordan, the Bulls are coming. Let's get all these signs up. But maybe they were – they seemed to be pretty big fans of the guy. Yeah, no, I think that was pretty uh, authentic. I think that was real. He was – worldwide i mean i you know in the 90s i'm not sure but today basketball is humongous in europe and asia too i mean it's worldwide and the nba is by far globally the most popular sport out of out of this country maybe not in china right now but um you know there's been a few yeah (laughs) maybe maybe there's there's some uh, unpleasantness that has happened but but yeah then there was an influx of european players who came to the nba and they were all pretty much awesome you know dirk and uh, ah, the guy on the Spurs, Ginobili. There you go. That's the one yep. I'm thinking of. Yep. Um, you know, other and Tony Parker guys who were from. See, Tony Parker. He's French. See, there you go. Pulled it all together. Yep. Thank you. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to save your podcast, Pat. Oh, Happy thanks, man. It did because it, it needs saving for sure. Um, and then you know they jump around to, of course, Jordan through the '82 National Championship when it was. And I thought the coolest thing about that was, so they're going back, you know, more than 30 years and Jordan, Worthy and Ewing remembered specific details about the last play of that game. And I'm like, how do you, like, I barely remember what I did the other day and you guys are going back, you know, 30, however many years it's been. And you're remembering 
like what happened, like where you were, what was going on, like with the play. Yeah. That was just astonishing to me. That it, yeah, it's so impressive. Uh, quarterbacks in the NFL can do that too. It's insane. Like, oh, that game week three, seven years ago, this receiver was lined up in the slot. This guy was over here, blah, blah, blah. And then I threw the overpass. And it's like, how in the hell can you remember that many details that long ago about one play? I mean, same with the with these basketball players. It's it's impressive. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, so they go through that, and, and Jordan is on his way to becoming the man. And a cool thing that I, that I didn't know was that Dean Smith, his coach in North Carolina, instead of saying, hey, kids, stay here. We'll win a championship again next year. He was like, hey, dude, you should go to the NBA. Like, you should just <laughs> do that. You're ready now. I'm just like, what? What? Like, that's I got a coach who's going to have your back instead of just being selfish and be like, look at this great kid I have. Like, nope, I'm going to, you know, tell him to turn pro and he's going to go do the thing. I thought that was really cool of, uh, of Dean Smith to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Absolutely. Although I wonder if that also helps give you get some recruitment power too. If you're like, Hey, uh, our guys go pro earlier than, you know, other schools, you should come play for us. We can turn you into a pro athlete sooner. I wonder if that had anything to do with it or not in his thought process. I mean, I'm sure it did. Um, but the way they framed it was made him look like a really good guy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The power of Hollywood. Oh man. <laughs> Fantastic. I also love how uh, when Obama came up and he was talking about how he couldn't get into the games, that it listed him as a former Chicago resident. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he's known for, being a former Chicago resident. Part of me thinks that was his idea to put that up there. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Like, hold on. Oh, all right, Barack, you want to put, you know, former president, former whatever, what do you want me to do? Oh, put uh, Chicago resident. People think it's yeah. funny. It'll be great. My Obama's not as good as my Trump. I'm sorry. Um, your Trump is pretty good. I will you. say. Thank you. I will say. I need to work on my Obama. Um, but I love well, that how that was a tough one. Yeah. What's that? That Obama could be a pretty tough. It's ax uh, Yeah. It's a it's a rough one to pull off. I think. I don't know. Uh, but the first episode ending with the ring ceremony. Everybody's getting introduced at the beginning of the season, and I love that Jerry Krause got booed, and that's the last thing that we <laughs> see in episode yeah. one. I'm like, yeah, the, like the fans knew this guy was a. D Right. So, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's his fault that Scottie Pippen sat out. You know, he, he had his elected to have his surgery late into the summer. So he was forced to sit out most of the season when he could have had the surgery at the beginning of the summer the previous year. Um, and I think, you know, part of that was, yeah. He, he, what was he like? 126th highest paid player in the NBA. It was something like that. Yeah, he was like something sixth crazy. on the team in salary, but he was like first and second in terms of all the other big stats. And I'm just like, all right. And I understood, like he was saying um, when he signed the extension or signed the long deal, he was like, all right, I couldn't take the risk of, you know, getting hurt and not being able to provide for my family because, you know, picture this, you're having a great year. It's, you know, whatever year it is. And you have a month to go and you blow out your knee or you break your foot or, or whatever. And then right. you're out of a contract and nobody's going to really pick you up if you're not able to play. So I understand that part of it. But at the same time, like, I really think he could have renegotiated like the well, the owner of uh, whatever his name is, Reinstorf. Is that his name? Um, yeah. He came out and he was like, nope, when they sign the deal, I don't renegotiate. That's it. Which is, you know, business wise is I mean, it's shrewd, but it's also kind of smart because you're not going to spend more money on somebody you've already talked to. But 
you know, he wanted the whole second episode is basically how Pippen wanted to be paid for his value, which is a thing in sports that gets tossed around. But like, yeah, he's the, you know, one of the top guys in the league and he's not getting paid like it. So understandably frustrated. Could he have handled it a little bit better? Probably. But uh, I like I would have liked to have been there to see him making fun of the GM on the bus. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got there were some clips of Jordan making fun of him throughout. I thought I was like, ooh, some of those were some deep cuts. Yeah. Jordan giving Jerry Carl. But yeah, the, the thing is, yeah, it's a tough. I, I like you were saying, I understand the owner's point of view. Hey, you signed the contract. That's the contract. We're not going to renegotiate. Um, but at the same time, is it a better business move to say, hey, you've done really well for us. You're a top five player in the league. We're going to get, you know, sign you to an extension and we're going to renegotiate and pay you more fairly so that you're happy and you want to stay here <laughs> and maybe attract more free agents. You I know? think it's better morale wise for the team, for the player, for the team. And then, you know, if, yeah, absolutely. like you said, if players see that and go, oh, hey, you know, if you're good, the team's going to pay you like you. They take care like of you. Work. Yeah. So, yeah, of course I want right. to go. I mean, I would like to think that there were tons of free agents in, you know, between 91 and 98 who were like, hey, I want to go to Chicago and play with this Michael Jordan guy. Uh, but oh, yeah. I would think that if, you know, word gets out that they also, hey, pay their players, that's even more of an incentive. Do you think that there were guys who were free agents in the mid-90s who were like, I'd like to go play with the Bulls, but I don't know about that GM. Jerry Krause is an <laughs> I want no part of that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, never mind. I, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Players talk. And there's no, it was not, uh, there's no question that Jordan and Pippen and even Phil Jackson did not like Jerry Krause. So I'm sure they're like, this guy's an ass, you know, I'm sure that would deter some people. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe at that point, you know, it's like, dude, I get to play with Jordan and Pippen and win a championship. Screw it. I'll deal with the little <laughs> in the front office. <laughs> I, I don't know. It might be different player to player, too, because they might be like, I don't I'm really sure. care what the locker room is like. I just want to go and play ball and win. And, you know, so maybe some guys went that way. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's maybe I'm making a, a mountain out of a molehill here, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it was nothing. I Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I think that definitely plays a factor into some people. It would for me. You know, I, I would I'd want to play with on a team that values me and. You know, the locker room atmosphere is good. And I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. I mean, you're spending most of your time with your team when you're in pro sports. And I'd want it to be a pleasant experience. Also, I want to win. So it's like you got to balance that out. But I'm sure that played a factor in some people's minds. We should have interviewed some people. We should have gotten some people on to talk about it. Like, hey, were you in the NBA in 1998? Did you want to go to the Bulls? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't, yeah, why didn't you get like Jordan on the podcast? You could have asked him. Oh, man. Let's start this podcast. Reach out to his people. I'm sure he'll come on. If I, I – oh, my – all right. My head's spinning. <laughs> you can't see me, but my head just spun. If, <laughs> what a great idea, If I right? get Michael see, Jordan on this show, you're coming back and we're talking to him together. <laughs> all right. I'm in. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see if I can reach out. I don't know. Does he do podcasts? I've never heard him do one. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think if you uh, DM him on Instagram – He'll get back to you. Oh, probably, is that all it so. takes? <laughs> yeah, I think you should just try that. And... All right, I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah, I like how they went into when Jordan broke his foot. First of all, when he broke his foot, it was the dumbest play because, like, you always get hurt doing the dumbest. <laughs> like, it's never yeah. oh, look at this crazy, you know, hop step I had to do to get around this guy and score. No, it's always like 
I caught a lob pass and I came down on my foot weird, just like something you've done a hundred times. And all of a sudden yeah. he's out for months. Right. I'm just like, ah, it's just, yeah, you just, some, something is slightly different and your weight just pushes slightly different. And all of a sudden like, Oh my, whatever shin bone is shattered and I can't play it for a year. Uh, it's so, it was so frustrating to see that. Cause like, I mean, we've played sports and I'm sure you've dealt with some dumbass injury, right? Where it's like, I did it mm-hmm. this way all the other times. And then, you know, the hundredth time is when I get, you know, broke a bone and I was like, Oh Christ, of course, of course I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Although I think I've never broken a bone. Oh, good for you. I've had sprains and other weird things. I don't think I've ever actually broken a bone that I can remember. Oh, good for you. Yeah. You've been drinking your milk since you were a kid. Good for you, man. And now I switched to beer. <laughs> that's got calcium, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why my bones are so strong. <laughs> Hear that, kids? Drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Sponsored by the Beer Give Money Podcast. The there you go. There There's we go. Your plug. Hey, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was coming on for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they, they put Jordan on that seven minutes per half schedule, which, again, seeing both sides of it, like you want to protect your, I mean, it's weird to think of people as investments, but he's a star, he's your star player, so you have to protect him so you can, you know, continue to utilize him. But at the same time, like you also would like to have your best player on the floor as much as you can. Right. So it was just weird how, like, all right, so I, and they said to the coach, um, you know, if you, if he's in a second more than, Seven minutes a you're half. Fired. You're fired on the spot. I'm like, what? What? That seemed, yeah. You think there'd be a little bit of leeway, like that game against Indiana. They were playing like the winner. You know, if they won, they would get into the playoffs. To pull them out at the last in the last 31 seconds, like what? I don't know. That 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 to me was like just so over the top. And that to me, that's like a Jerry Krause power move. Where it's like, no, you know, my word, what I say goes. I mean that. That again, that I can understand Jordan being like, screw you. And but yeah. I understand like a time, you know, a time constraint, but to be that rigid with it and that important of a game, man. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I feel like they could have given him an extra, you know, twelve seconds on the floor to run one more play, right? Exactly. What a mess. Oh man. That was a mess. Um and I loved it. I know we kind of jumped around, but the the Celtics series in eighty six, I think it was. And yeah. they showed all the Celtics guys, you know, Bird and uh, and Parrish and uh, McHale and Walton and all those guys are, you know, yeah. 6'10 to 7 feet tall. And here comes, you know, I think the biggest guy in the Bulls at that time was, what, Jordan at 6'6"? <laughs> like, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, no, because Horace Grant wasn't on that team yet, right? I don't believe so. I think they signed him after that, yeah. Um, yeah, because, oh, no, because, yeah, that was the next year. That was 87. They dra- they drafted or traded for Pippen and then either drafted or traded for, yeah, I wrote that down. Um, yeah. See, I've somehow I you, knew. What you doing notes? Yeah. Being prepared. <laughs> no wonder your podcast is so much better than my uh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I should start taking It's not notes. better for people who don't like sports. That's really, at least not this part, because people are like, oh, my God, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, there's a large contingent of the population that does like sports, so I think you're all right. I think I'll be all right for now. Um, Mm. But yeah, it was like, you know, going into the land of giants and then seeing Larry Bird being like, wow, we won the series, but I know he wanted to be a little more vulgar, I think, or maybe he didn't. I don't know Larry Bird personally, but he's like, oh, well, goddamn, this this Jordan kid is 
great. And we're like, oh, man. Yeah, that, and that yeah. says a lot for Jordan to get that kind of praise as, what, a third-year player from, yeah. you know, these, uh, these, as they say in wrestling, main event stalwarts. Yeah, and Magic Johnson, too. Same thing. He was commenting. Yeah, they, they knew. It's like, this, kid, this kid's coming. He's the best player in the league. And again, for somebody with that big of an ego, I mean, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, they were arguably the two best players in the league before Jordan came around. To be like, yeah, this guy's the best. I mean, there's just like no denying it. That that's like a the next level of just extreme talent. That's what I mean, Jordan was just so incredible. Yeah. And that they knew right away. Like he hadn't been in the league that long, and they were already like, Yup, this guy's got it. He's the man. He's doing the thing. Yeah. The only player that I can even compare that to is LeBron James. Where that even his rookie year it was like he's just a, on a different planet. Oh, know? here we go. Oh, here he goes. What? Here he goes, Jordan and LeBron. Oh, Jesus. Are we going to do the debate? No. no. <laughs> it's like we said <laughs> at the beginning. If you grew up in the 90s, your guy's Jordan. If you grew up later, it's Kobe or LeBron or somebody else. You know what? If I'm being honest, though, I guess I'm not convinced totally that Jordan is the be- is better than LeBron overall. Prime Jordan versus prime LeBron. I'm not... I'm not confident that Jordan is the better player. Overall. I think you have to factor in the era of the in which they played, though, because the style. In, yeah, yeah, because in Jordan's era, guys were getting clotheslined, you know, every time they drove the lane with LeBron. you know, they're shooting threes. They're giving them that open space because, you know, you breathe on them. It's a foul anymore. And so, you know, you would have to kind of mold it differently, I guess. I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's of course, it's an interesting debate and it's always Fun to see when people who actually are intelligent talk about this and not just like, well, he's the best because because I love him and he's my favorite. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I don't want to really yeah. jump into it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, LeBron's tremendous, but this is it's no secret, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. but if like if he had played when Jordan had played, he probably wouldn't have done as well. And if Jordan had played today, he probably wouldn't have done as well because he was, you know, more aggressive than a lot of these guys are kind of allowed to be anymore, right? That, I think that's that's fair, yeah. I just wonder if if there's like some, you know, alternate universe where they're, I don't know. I, I would just love to see prime Jordan and prime LeBron like one-on-one, you know, on, on, you know, in the basketball court, like outside court or something, just go at it and see who wins. Like on a, play, on a playground in Harlem somewhere? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just see, like legit like just see because I, I don't know i think jordan has him i think jordan has like the mental edge over lebron he's got like that just that killer instinct competitiveness not that lebron doesn't but i would give the mental edge to to jordan but the physical edge to lebron so i'd, I'd just be curious to see lebron's a little bigger than jordan awesome. right yeah he's a couple inches taller and wider and thicker and he just a he's like a running back but i've never i don't remember jordan never leaving because of cramps though so, sorry. Ooh, see, that's sorry. what I mean. The mental, I'm, I give Jordan the, me- I'm not, I'm not even defending LeBron. I'm just posing the question because I don't, you know, it's impossible to really know. There is no real answer. They're both incredible players, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I would say. I think I give the mental competitive edge to Jordan and that might be enough to, you know, for him to win the game, but it's all, uh, it's all, who cares? There's no way to prove any of this anyway. It's all relative it's really. to talk about. So, yeah. So it's not, yeah. Um, and I was going to bring up like, oh, LeBron is in the era of super teams, but he took the Cavs to the finals when it was basically just him. But like, 
three years ago or something like that? Yeah. Whatever year that yeah. was, I don't know. Yeah, his next best player was like Matthew Delavadova. <laughs> I only kind of know who that is, so that says exactly. Something. <laughs> that's that's the point. Yeah. Yep. And even like his first couple of years in Cleveland, who's his next best player? He had like Mo Williams and Larry Hughes and, and Eric Snow. I think was it? oh, was I got a soft play? spot for Eric I mean, Snow. Was, I mean, Eric Snow. <laughs> well, he's on on those Philly teams. He was great. But was he? Did he play on those Cavs teams too? Or who am I thinking of? I might be thinking of somebody else, but if he was on those Cavs teams, he was probably like forty-eight at the time. Yeah, I mean that's not he would have been because he was, you know, he was a rookie in ninety-eight, I think, or ninety-nine. So he would have been what twenty. So uh, could it could have still been him? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't could have been. Yeah, I didn't really want to jump into the Jordan Lebron, but you know. Sorry, I hijacked. Usually, I bully my way on. Now that you invited me onto your show, I had to, I had to just hijack the conversation. I'm no, sorry. No, no, I no. It's, it's fine. I, just because there's no, there's no clear answer to the question because it's, it's always just going to be if you, if you're a Jordan guy, you're going to be a Jordan guy. If you're a LeBron guy, you're going to be a LeBron guy. If you're a Kobe guy, you're going to be a Kobe guy. Right? There's no, there's no winning the right. battle here. Right. I think Kobe Bryant deserves some of that. Uh, attention to be up up near the lebron jordan type players he's he was in that in that same uh upper echelon of player and i think as he well. was a guy who could put a team on his back and he could also um bring people out to the games like jordan there that's something that yeah they haven't touched on quite yet well they did a little bit how jordan and did i just not say his name right jordan there we go let's jesus christ <laughs> i don't know what happened there that <laughs> hey, is working from home you've been drinking all day i, you know, I get it Words are hard. Um, Unless you're Trump, then 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 you're. What do you mean? Way. I have all the best words. Nobody, nobody has better <laughs> words than me. Okay, nobody believe me. All right, nobody. All the words. <laughs> that's damn good, dude. That's a good. I've tool. had a lot of time to practice. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, bringing people out to the game, right? Because like, you know, before Jordan came along, yeah. nobody in Chicago cared about the Bulls, and then he comes along, and everybody's like, "Wow, this guy's awesome. Let's go out and see the game." Kobe did that. Yeah. Uh, LeBron did that, does that. And so, yeah, it's at least those three guys kind of have to be in the conversation for greatest players of their generations, I would think. Certainly greatest players of their generations. I think that everybody can agree with. I mean, who's better than Kobe and Kobe's prime? I don't. Pff. Who's better than LeBron and LeBron's prime? No, I, you can't, you know, especially Jordan. You know, you can debate forever out of those players who is the best, but they're all playing in different eras, really, so it's, like, hard to debate. But, yeah, for their era, there's no question. I think they were all the best players of their era. And they all got paid, as they should have. You know who didn't get paid was Scottie Pippen, and that's how we ended episode two. Look at me bringing this back around. Uh (laughs) Now, that is some quality podcast hosting right there. That that is quite the segue. I applaud you. uh, Thanks, man. And I, like we said, we're not, you know, we're not faulting Scottie Pippen for wanting to get paid. You know, he probably could have handled it a yeah. little bit better. But also, like, the GM was a jerk the pretty much the whole time yeah. from what we've seen so far. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really mad. I mean, Jordan was mad at Scottie Pippen. He said as much. He's like, I thought it was selfish. I'm like, damn, just calling him right out there. But, yeah. you know, yeah, that makes sense for him to say it that way because then, you know, you're without – your number two guy for so long. And then they struggled at the beginning of the year. So showed how much they really needed him out there. And then Pippen was basically like, yep, 
I I want to go get paid. I've won my championships. I want to go make money now. Can't fault him for that. Not at all. So can't fault him for that. Uh, yeah. So we the first two. These first two were fun. Um, my wife even she doesn't like sports in any capacity, uh, but she was enjoying herself. She was very confused as to why the GM was being such a jerk, and uh, she's like, <laughs> "Why would you, you know, want to fire the coach and trade all your people away when you could still win?" I'm like. I, I don't know. That's that's the age-old question. That's a good question. That's <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it was, so it's just like, you know, when you can even hook somebody who doesn't like sports at all, I think they're doing a good job so far. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I enjoyed those first two episodes, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next two. And then Absolutely. you get to come back on, and we get to yell at each other some more. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> Yeah, think, wait. think about that. You've you've taken some time off from this uh, from being on the show, and now you get to be on the show five straight weeks. That's Man. that's a lot of work for me. I, I'm uh, these these Corona times are you know there's some bright spots. This is one of them. This is yeah. You get to finally not bully your way onto the show. You get to be invited. We get to have a nice <laughs> chat, and then I don't that's know, right. Go eat some pizza or something. Absolutely. Let let the record show that I was invited again <laughs> next week, and it's not. Not of my own volition. This was Pat's idea to have me back. I just want that to state on the record. Yes, I invited you for the uh, duration of this documentary series, which is uh, Sunday night on ESPN at 9, and I think they're on Netflix the next day. I think. Are they? I, I just went to the ESPN app, and they stream them for free. That's where I watched oh, them. Oh, well, there you go. So they're on the ESPN app, so you can do yeah. that and uh, not have to pay for things. So that works out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to uh, to dive into this more because this is really interesting, and of course it's it's Jordan and Jordan's the man, and uh, and we get to come, we get to have these lovely conversations for the next few weeks. Although if you don't like this uh, documentary or basketball or sports or either of us, uh, then you're not going to have fun. But we are, and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, and you're probably not a very fun person to begin oh. with. If you don't like Jordan? Come on, who doesn't like Jordan? Even a guy who lived in the uh, in the shadow of it and hated everything about it is like yeah you know that jordan guy's pretty good <laughs> he used to creep anytime the bucks would play the bulls i'm like i don't even want to watch it's just going to be a bloodbath you know are we even going to score 60 tonight who knows oh my god i know jordan by himself Mike, that is bleak buck, yeah oh yeah. my well back god. then that's those teams were those bucks teams were not that good. is uh that's the sean bradley sixers that you're looking at jesus <laughs> oh yeah Ooh, yeah Oh yeah, that's a waste of seven yeah. foot four. Oh man, I used to. I, do you remember NBA Jam? Yeah, which one? I used to love playing with uh, with Sean Bradley and just going up and dunking everything. Yeah, but he didn't come close to that in real life. He averaged like two rebounds a game. Like, bro. Oh yeah, no, you reach up and soft. be above the rim. What are you doing? Yeah, he put the uh, the the white guy stereotype. That that was the proof is right oh, there. Oh God, all seven foot four of them was the jump. white guy stereotype. That's what that was. A hundred percent. Gosh. A hundred percent. But thankfully, we don't have to talk about scrubs when we're going through this. So <laughs> it's very exciting. That's right. And uh, I'm glad you came back. And so, friends, we're going to take a break. And I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to throw here, but uh, sir, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for, thanks for the invitation. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, you know I would have been on anyway talking about basketball. Even if you hadn't invited me, I would have somehow figured out a way. You would have seen that I, I uh, that I was talking about this and be like, wait, where's my invitation? You would have been all mad, and then you would have yelled, and then we would have done this anyway. We would have started a Twitter war, and eventually you would have 
lamented just for the you know PR reasons. <laughs> what what happened? What happened? Either way, it's going to be fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. So uh, you'll be back next week. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, Pat. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Yes. And there you have it. My thanks to my good friend Danny Schmitz for joining me for uh, yes. And as he told you several times, um, I invited him. That was me. I invited him. He didn't, you know, bully his way onto the show like he usually does. Uh, but we had a good time. And over the next four weeks, we're going to have uh, even more fun as I'm really enjoying this documentary. So um, it's going to be good. I know, Pat, there's only been two episodes. Yeah, I know. But I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed the first two so much that I want to keep watching it and keep talking about it on the show. So again, Sunday at 9 Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And uh, I think the next day it's on the ESPN app for free. So watch it if that's your thing. If not, then, uh, you know, my episodes for you will be about 20 minutes long. So (laughs) for the next month. So there you go. Um, Next week, I may have an interview lined up. I don't know. We haven't uh, finalized the time yet. So I hope it works out. If it doesn't, then I don't know what's going to happen next week. But uh, if that works out, that'll be a lot of fun. And then that'll just be the whole episode, the band interview, and then Danny Schmitz talking about, and I talking about uh, the next two episodes of uh, of Michael Jordan and the Bulls and all that. So there you go. I think that's it. Everything else is, uh, I don't know, like the rest of the world, kind of up in the air. So who the hell knows? I hope you're having fun doing is doing whatever it is that you do, and um, you know, stay safe, wash your hands, do all that stuff. All right, all right. Dnextlevelnetwork.com. And uh, that's the Facebook also, The Next Level Network. Do the thing and the stuff. Keep up with all of the shows and all the stuff that's going on around the network. I'm everywhere at The Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. Oh, sorry. You can also <laughs> send me an email at tmpfanmail.gmail.com. Uh, you can send a voicemail if you want to complain and you have more than three minutes or if you just want it to sound on a little better. Um, if you want to complain about stuff, ask me a question leave a comment, uh, correct me on something, you could do that, or uh, send it as a text or voicemail to 209-867-7638. Do the thing over there. All right? All right. That's all the stuff. I got all the stuff. It's all out of the way. I'm going to go eat some pizza or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm done. That's it. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate every single goddamn one of you. This is always so much fun. Maybe I'll uh, I'll send pictures of my new studio setup if I decide to do it. I, I don't know. Now that I'm looking around the room, like it would probably be good in terms of like the space I would have to move around, maybe. Uh, but I'm looking at all the stuff that I have set up already, and it seems like it's going to be a lot of work. So maybe it won't do that. But what I will do is send you on your way because I'm done doing all the stuff. This has been an 8 Boiler production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe, thank a veteran, and of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them, my friends. That is our show. Thank you so much. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Of a fight from the top to a VK. Got a vodka, a drink, but cross. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work. Blast some ice and a dash of from It's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling golden. Bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah.
like it's right. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Go, 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 go. Is something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yeah, where I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, and you get a bite, but the brew tastes a nice back to the ball. So every decoration of colada, need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up on the mustache. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.